0: You know the day destroys the night, night divides the day, try to run, try to hide, break on to the other side, break on to the other side, break on to the other side, yeah. Yeah, welcome back to the Roadmomb Podcast, people, those of you who have broken through to the other side, It's week 14. So we're talking playoffs, we're talking waiver wire because it's Tuesday, and we're talking pain because I had a chance at about six bye weeks, and I got two of them. So uh, week 13 for me was, quite frankly, excruciating. Uh, I suppose the upside is that all the teams that got screwed, fucked, and otherwise (sighs) disemboweled... um, still have a shot we hopefully can win this week and then get back to the position we should have been in uh which is week 15. uh hopefully some of you guys uh sort of have the reverse mojo so you made it in when you could have been out something like that um i'm not going to get into the individual pain that i suffered but i lost buys in four different leagues by margins that would seriously freak you out they are that small um but you know what I could sit here and cry for a couple days, but the better thing to do is get all our ducks in a row, get everything lined up, do what's best going forward, maximize our odds of victory and all that stuff. So that's what we're going to do. I hope you guys had a good week 13 in terms of DFS. For me, obviously the Foles thing went south about as badly as it could. The the thing that really sucks for me is the rest of my stuff was excellent. Uh, (laughs) Well, with, with a minor exception here or there. Uh, but I actually had one Foles lineup that almost cashed with the one point from Foles. That's the kind of week I was having. If I had just, if I had just avoided that one asshole, uh, sorry, Nick, I know you just had a bad day, um, I really would have had a nice week, really would have had a nice week. Um, but, you know what, my cash lineups hit. Uh, I was in the green at the end of the day, so I can't complain too much. And I am, you know, for those of you who think, hey, Pete's got a lot to do this week, he's got a lot of seasonal stuff going. Uh, believe me, I'm going to be leaning in on DFS this week. It's really what I care about, to be honest with you. Uh, not that I'm going to, you know, fail to do my work on my seasonal stuff, but believe me, uh, the DFS will be done this week. Uh, I have every intention of being in the green again. Uh, but let's get into this waiver stuff, because there's a lot to cover. And As you may notice, my voice is in bad shape. I am in bad shape. Uh, I've been fighting this thing off for a couple weeks, and I lost the battle. Uh, on Sunday. Uh, my son has uh, missed a couple days of school, and it looks like I am going to be uh, where he was uh, over the weekend. So uh, apologies uh, if uh, at any point during the pod I become painful to listen to, uh, but I will do my best to stay concise and to sip this tea when needed and to, to, <laughs> to not be too painful to listen to. Anyway, uh, we'll do quarterbacks, um, running backs, receivers, and tight ends, uh, and we'll get you out of here, okay? So let's talk some quarterback right now actually just just one point of order before we start the quarterbacks i just want to remind everybody uh, particularly those of you who've been using uh rotobon all year uh that we are user supported site and as i promised early in the season i wasn't going to talk about this a lot uh through the course of the season because i want rotobon to be about helping the people who use the site and who listen to the pod i don't want rotobon to be about hammering people on the financial element of the whole thing you know i mean that's I don't know, it's just not what I'm about. I know a lot of podcasts You hear a lot of business at the beginning, at the end, paying the bills and all that. I really prefer to stay away from that as much as possible, Uh, but we are at that time of year now. So for those of you who've had a good experience and who want the site uh, to continue going on in the future, uh, please consider giving us some help. Um, you know, something commensurate with the value you got out of the site, that's all we're asking. Uh, you'll find the donation button uh, on the homepage of Rotobahn, uh in the upper right, and you can use PayPal or pretty much any credit card. So um, thanks for being with us on this journey that started way back in July, uh, and hopefully, uh, we can keep you guys afloat a couple more weeks and deliver the hardware. Okay, uh, that's it for that, let's move on to the quarterbacks. Now, obviously, I think most playoff teams probably have an established starter, a lot of them probably have Uh, you know, one of the running quarterbacks. Uh, Wilson's having a big year, obviously. Uh, Those folks who rostered Lamar. I don't think any of my Lamar teams missed the playoffs for what it's worth. Um, But for those people who do need to go to the wire this week, um, I've been talking about Daniel Jones really for the last five weeks because of the matchups this week, next week, and week 16. It's all there. Nothing's changed. Easy call. Um, I realize probably most other waiver wires you're going to read Jones won't be there because he isn't trending well right now. Uh, As you know, that's just not how I roll on the waiver wire. Yeah, we include guys who popped last week, of course, uh, but we're much more about, you know, not overreacting to what just happened. Uh, We're about what's really, you know, uh, you know what the lay of the land is going forward and we we've known for a long time Jones has got these playoff matchups he gives you some foot points every week which is nice he can give you a rushing touchdown uh, but you know the bottom line is he's got great weapons uh, and Barkley is getting healthier so uh, I think Jones is still a great play and to be honest I've got him and Wentz in one league I'm probably gonna just start Jones in the playoffs even though Wentz has great matchups too it'll be a decision I make every week um, well, hopefully every week, I have to win this week. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dolphins, look, I mean, at Jets, at Giants versus Bengals, hey, how you doing? Um, you know, with the emergence of Parker, with the emergence of Gesecki as a second weapon, uh, and with them getting freaking ballage off the field, this offense suddenly seems better, go figure. Uh, Fitzpatrick is brutal as an NFL quarterback, I he's like one of the last people I'd ever want starting for my football team, but, The guy's shameless, he has no memory, he's gonna give you throwing volume, they're not gonna run the ball very much. This thing just lines up, you know? I didn't really see this coming, to be honest, but uh, the way things are going with the Miami Dolphins right now, it's worth a look. Okay, sorry about that, my phone is turned off. Uh, I commissioned three leagues, and I'm sure the people in those leagues are wondering who made the playoffs and all that, but you know what? Fuck them, you guys come first. They will get that stuff later. So yeah, Fitzpatrick, the schedule, so much going well for him. And what's really cool about Fitzpatrick, you could even pick up a hookup uh, if you have a tight end need, you can just pick up Kaseki uh, and you got a little hookup going forward. So, uh, Fitzpatrick's there if you need him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not a guy I want to play just because they're conservative, but he's playing well. This week's matchup is good. If you can't get one of these other guys, I think Tannehill uh, is a pretty good toehold. Uh, really mostly for this week, maybe next week. Not really good for Week 16. Uh, Trubisky is a guy uh, I may add to the late wire. Um, I mean, you know, you guys know I'm not like a huge fan of Mitchell Trubisky, but he's a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real quarterback. And as we've seen over the last couple weeks in positive matchups, he can do some pretty good things. And now he's got Anthony Miller playing well, which helps a lot. He's got Dallas this week. He's got Kansas City and uh, Green Bay. Well, Green Bay then Kansas City. So really, Trubisky, I think, is probably best for this week as a spot starter if you need him. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is a guy I'm seeing on a lot of wires. They're playing too conservative for my taste right now. You know, if you needed a starter and he's what's there, obviously that's fine. Uh, Gardner Minshew's a story, really, just because he it looks like he's going to get that starter job back. Um, I you know I think that's the right thing to do. We've seen Foles is just not in a good place right now. Um, and you know this is something I've talked about Foles many times. He's a quarterback who, when he's got it going, he's pretty good. Uh, but he has this thing where, when he's not physically well, his his play drops dramatically. When he can't get the hips through and complete his throws correctly, he becomes, quite frankly, a bad quarterback. And we saw that last week. Uh, shame on me for buying into that matchup. Um, But as far as Minshew is concerned, this week is tough. Uh, I wouldn't really want to add Minshew um, for a matchup against the Chargers, but he's got at, well, he's at Oakland and then at Atlanta uh, weeks 15 and 16. Uh, So, really, you know, not a bad guy to add. Uh, depending on your situation, he may be able to help you at some point. Uh, Drew Locke, obviously not a guy you wanna play, but if you're in a 2QB super flex format, he's a guy who just popped free, maybe in a desperate situation he could help you. Uh, David Blauf however the hell you pronounce it uh, looks like he'll be the Lions guy going forward obviously that was a late addition he should be available in 100% of leagues if you need to throw some money at a quarterback in a super flex league or that kind of thing Um, that's pretty much it for the quarterbacks I'm looking at. Uh, Andy Dalton has some appeal. I, you know, I, I'm going to add a couple guys to the final wire, um, but you know, just in case you guys, if there's something I didn't cover um, that fits into a decision you need to make, uh, I will be on Twitter today. Uh, I'll probably be, you know, off and on. Um, like I said, I am sort of sick, so I I, I may opt to get some rest at some point. Um, but uh, I'd say up until about eight o'clock tonight. Um, I should be on and off Twitter and I will get to as many questions as you guys have today. I'm committed to that. Um, uh, But hopefully I'll get to most of the stuff you want to do here. Uh, Darius Geis. uh, Let's talk running backs now. Uh, Geis uh, is a late addition. He's over 50% owned. I decided to throw him on there. His snaps actually went down, but his production went way up. And, you know, we talked about this last week. Geis is a serious playmaker. It's really awesome that he's looking relatively healthy. Um, He's by far you know, far, far and away, uh, the best running back in Washington. Uh, They're bringing him in slowly, but as I've mentioned, at some point, they're gonna want to get a good look at this guy, like what does he look like with 60, 70% of the juice? Um, And when the snap rate moves from that 30, 40% range up into that 60 to 80% range, all of a sudden he goes from being, you know, a a volatile flex with upside to being a RB2 floor with an RB1 ceiling. Uh, So, you know, if. I mean, I didn't put Geis in this morning because I've been telling you guys for weeks to roster him. Um, But then when I saw that he was still only 51% owned, I'm throwing him in. Um, You know, he may be the best guy to add. I mean, it's, and and we're going to talk about this all the way through these running backs. You can make an argument, I think, for almost any of the running backs I'm going to talk about. Well, any of the running backs that made uh, this morning's Wire plus Geis. You can make a good argument for any one of these being the compelling ad. Okay? Uh, Geis is the most talented okay he's the best running back available so that's the argument for him and that if you are a team that's going to be alive week 15 or 16 you may be able to tap into him at a point where he's getting more of the juice that's obviously compelling um and just uh to put a finer point on that um or maybe maybe a duller point actually but let's just uh i remember doing this last week yeah i mean Um, the schedule, you know, sort of gets better. Well, Green Bay this week, good. Next week versus Philadelphia, not a great matchup for Geis. But if that playing time increases, he's got the Giants week 16. uh, That could be a uh, week, easy for me to say, a league-winning start. Uh, So, you know, as I've been saying for a while now, I love the idea of getting Geis uh, on my bench because you can stick him in there as a flex and he could could help you. Uh, But there's a chance he could develop into something that, is going to be hard to keep out of your lineup. Uh, Along those same lines, Alexander Madison. Now, the Dalvin Cook thing, I think, you know, be careful not to get false, uh, you know, a false sense of security with Dalvin Cook going, I'm going to play this week, I'm going to play this week. A couple things. First of all, he doesn't know how he's going to feel over the next couple days yet. Second of all, it's not his decision. It's the coaches and the trainers. Uh, And and thirdly, the Vikings need these games. They've got a good backup. Um, They really are not in a position Um, you know, to really win a whole lot without Dalvin Cook. He's obviously a huge part of what they do. So, you know, being that the Vikings are in a pretty good spot for the playoffs, I don't think they're going to stick Cook out there against the Lions in a winnable game uh, and then maybe lose him uh, for the games against the Chargers, the huge game against the Packers, and then a tough opponent, uh, the Bears, on Week 17. So I think there's probably about, I'm going to say, a 60% chance Uh, that Dalvin Cook is active this week. Uh, Maybe 70, something like that. We're going to find out more about this throughout the day. But if there's any doubt about Cook's status, Madison is just a huge ad. The matchup is good. He'll be getting most of the juice. He's a good back. And he's viable in non-PPR and PPR because he's a good receiver. Um, But as I said, these things are arguable, right? Because the next guy on the list, Darwin Thompson. Now, we don't know what the status of the Williamses are. I think, based on what I saw... If that was really a hamstring that made Darrell's body jerk like that and made his knee buckle, I I would be really surprised if that's the kind of hamstring where he's playing this week or next. Or quite frankly, you know, from what I saw, I don't think we're going to see Darrell Williams again this fantasy season. Uh, I think the Chiefs will be lucky to get him back for the playoffs if they make it. So um, I I think Darrell Williams may be a guy we can cut at this point. Hopefully we'll find out more information on that today or tomorrow. Um, If you need to cut Williams tonight, It's something you might have to do. Um, You know, it it looks serious to me. But we don't really know yet. Hopefully more information comes out. Now, Damian Williams, on the other hand... You know, and again, fuck the Chiefs for giving us so little information on this. They said nothing for like 10 days. Uh, And all these damn NFL teams, they're just fucking us over time after time, giving us partial information, giving us bad information, not putting guys in the injury report who clearly have injuries. The NFL is just the Wild West. They don't seem to care. Uh, And it's really, it makes it hard on us. But there's nothing we can do about it. We have to just deal with it. We have to learn to read tea leaves. And we have to learn to be less trusting uh, when it comes to these injury reports. Uh, But in this situation... Damien looks like he could be back this week, but he might not. And if he's not, we've seen that LaShawn McCoy is going to be getting, you know, half at most of the juice. So if everything I'm saying is correct and Williams is out and Damien Williams is 50 50, then Thompson's got a 50 50 shot at getting half the juice this week and maybe some chance at getting more like 60 or 70, depending on how he plays and how McCoy is looking. Okay. So Darwin Thompson is a guy who could win you your game this week. Um, you know, if Geis uh, and, and Madison are not available, Thompson's a great ad. Now, you can make an argument that Thompson's the ad over Geis, because if Thompson catches a break, he's a guy who may force his way into your lineup getting fifty or more percent of the juice. So again, this is a tough decision. It sort of depends what you need. If you're you know, if you're looking for help maybe in weeks fifteen, sixteen, I think guys makes more sense than Thompson and Madison. If you need help this week, the Madisons, Thompsons, and some of the other guys we're going to mention may be more helpful. Obviously there's a chance that you could add all of these guys and if the health breaks wrong you may get nothing out of it in terms of a starter this week. It's just the position we're in. Now, there's one exception to that and it's the next guy, Bo Scarborough. Now, Obviously he's getting a really nice uh, percentage of the early down work. Um, I'm actually going to pull his um, his stuff up as I'm talking here. Uh, but, you know, I I mean I have to admit, this is a guy where I probably should have taken him more seriously. Sorry about that. Um, you know, they have really found a way to get something out of Bo Scarborough. Uh, you know, good for them. Um, and, you know, he's basically playing 50% of the snaps. 49, 51, 47. That's, you know, pretty much right there at 50%. Um, and when you look at the carries, uh, they've gone up each week. 14, 18, 21. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> uh, you know what, what can you say? This guy's not going to catch any passes. He's had one target and he didn't catch it. Okay, uh, but when we look at the carries, this guy's going to touch the football. He is going to have some t- chances, um, you know, at touchdowns. Uh, now, let's let's take a quick look um, at the Lions' schedule. We know that this week's matchup. Uh, is not particularly good. Uh, But let's just take a look all the way through. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota obviously is tough. Um, Next week, Tampa Bay is tough. And Denver is tough. So uh, the one bad thing here for Scarborough is that there's not one cake matchup left on the schedule. Um, So his... You know The touchdown equity for him may not be what it was uh, if they had some of the matchups we've seen over the last couple of weeks, like Dallas and Washington. But sadly, that's not going to happen. Still, you're getting a guy who's going to touch the football probably 15-plus times, uh, and that obviously has some value, particularly uh, in non-PPR leagues. Okay. Two more backs uh, that made the main column, Snell and Mostert, similar uh, types of uh, things here, okay? Snell's value very much tied to James Conner, who seems like about a 50-50 shot this week. Again, this is a situation to keep track of the injury news throughout the day. We may know a lot more about this tonight when the practice information starts coming out, okay? So Benny Snell, by the time we get to making our bids tonight, he may be a dead stick, you know, a dead soldier, whatever you want to call it, because we may find out Conner's going to play. Uh, Similarly, with Raheem Mostert, if we find out that Matt Breed is going to play this week, because he had a shot to play last week, so he's definitely going to have a shot to play this week, then the value goes down. But, as I mentioned in the article, keep track on the, you know, I think Shanahan's press conference this week might be a big thing to watch if you're a 49ers person, if you've got some of their players, because, you know, what he has to say about Coleman versus Mostert going forward could be important if he says Coleman. If he says this thing's up for grabs, then Mostert's a guy to add no matter what, uh, because Coleman's looked like a dog and Mostert's been running really, really well. I mean, let's let's be fair. I mean, I don't know what the hell's wrong with Tevin Coleman. The guy looks like a piece of shit out there, and it's been that way for weeks. Um, so, I mean, I have Coleman in another league, and quite frankly, I'm not putting him in my lineup again. I'm just praying Brita gets healthy. So, and I'm not going to be able to get Mostert in that league. So. Um, you know, I, I really don't know what to say about Coleman. I mean, its uh, I don't blame Shanahan for benching him, but what I want to know is why do you keep starting him, you know? Like, what the fuck is that about? Anyway, uh, more misdirection, just screwing us poor fantasy guys in the you-know-what. Um, so let's take a look at a couple other running backs we might consider here, um, guys who, you know, we may end up putting uh, on the final wire. Um, let me see. I mean, obviously Rashad Penny is owned at this point. If he's out there, you pick him up, or you're just nuts. Uh, Niam Hines has sort of, you know, carved out a role in deeper leagues. We have to look at the Miami backs, Gaskin and our Laird. Um, uh, the Colts backs have some intrigue, but that offense is so bad. You know, who knows? Um, but Jordan Wilkins, you know, if Mac is going to be out this week, it would appear Jordan Wilkins is now uh, the back to own. Um, oh, and here's one thing. Uh, that I just picked up on this is my fault and uh, thanks to Ryan O'Toole Ryan shout out to you man uh, who pointed out to me that uh, I had uh, Darwin Thompson schedule wrong uh, you know folks, forgive me, I wake up at 5 in the morning and write this thing. Um, I just I started at the wrong line when I saw his schedule. I had him off. I had him facing the wrong team. He's got the Patriots this week, so uh, that does take a little bit of the uh, edge off of his ceiling. Factor that in. Uh, obviously, Thompson is a really good receiving back, so that's going to give him value even in a matchup against the Patriots. Uh, and the Patriots defense, you know, look, it's obviously really, really good, uh, but we've seen that, you know, you can do some things against it, and I think one thing we ought to mention with Thompson is that, yeah, while it's a tough matchup, at least he's drafting behind one of the most explosive offenses in football. It's not like the Patriots on any level are gonna look at this game and say, hey, if we can just stop Darwin Thompson, I mean, there's no way. So uh, I do think if Thompson is going to be getting a significant portion, even though it's the Patriots, uh, he's a good play. Okay, let's talk some receivers. Uh, one last point on running backs actually, right right before we get into the receivers here. I'm just seeing some stuff up on Roto World that uh, Ronald Jones was benched for blowing a pass protection assignment. So, that undercuts the you know the value of Peyton Barber because it sounds like Jones was basically uh, benched for missing an assignment, which means probably they both come back into the same role next week. So I think what we're looking at in Tampa is a shared backfield for what it's worth. Um, you know, just in case some people were thinking, hey, I'm going to go grab Peyton Barber, I'm going to get a full time player. Probably not. Um, Arians, as I've been saying all year, uh, is making Jones earn everything, and uh, you know. On some level, it makes sense. It's a bit frustrating for us. Okay, receivers. Uh, up at the top is Mr. Slayton. Uh, look, he's my guy. I've been pushing him for weeks. So I'm going to stick with him. I love the matchups. Um, I'm obviously concerned that Sterling Shepard could easily get knocked out with a concussion at any point. Golden Tate, also nursing a concussion. Obviously, they got tight ends down all over the place. It's not hard to get targeted in the Giants' offense right now. They are falling behind. Um, Certainly against the Eagles, they're probably going to fall behind. Uh, And Slayton is going to rack up you know, deep targets. I think he's a wide receiver three each week with the ability to explode into wide receiver one territory. Do with that what you will. Uh, Anthony Miller, another guy we've talked about all year. Why, why, why is he not playing? Well, guess what? He's finally playing 140 yards last week, heavily targeted over the last three weeks. I can't imagine any reason why it's going to stop. But, you know, it's the Bears. I mean, you never know. But look, this team has been looking for something, they finally found it, the, the idea that they're gonna go try something else just seems absurd. So I love Anthony Miller uh, as a flex or third receiver if you need him uh, in a full PPR league. Obviously he's worth significantly less uh, if you're not getting points for the catches. Uh, John Ross, you know he's a very particular pickup, as I said last week. Hopefully, you guys are. You, hopefully, most of you guys stashed Ross last week, so you don't have to go pay for him now because he's going to cost a little something. Uh, particularly if you're going up against teams that have already qualified. Uh, again, the beauty of Ross is that Miami matchup week 16. I mean, you can use him as a flex this week and next, but really, where you could make some serious coin is if he's still healthy going into week 16. I mean he might be a wide receiver too that week for all we know. Certainly a, a nice high upside third receiver. So so Ross is just a good guy to have. And again, I mentioned it with a different player. I can't remember which one. We talk about it all the time. Sometimes you just go after a player because you don't want him to go drop 20 on you, you know? So I I would add Ross if you can you know sneak him at a roster spot. Uh, AJ Brown, down week last week, but the snaps were up again. He's the number one receiver on this team, but being the number one receiver on the Titans, you know, is sort of a dubious honor. Still, this guy can drop a hundred yards. He can score a touchdown at any moment. If you're hurting for a third receiver, you put in AJ Brown. You got a legit shot. He can help you. In fact, I think he may be in my lineups uh, in one of my playoff teams, just because injuries. Um, James Washington obviously has looked a lot better. He's playing more. Uh, Getting away from his college quarterback seems to help. Um, You know, Fuck Mason Rudolph anyway. That guy's such a douche. Um, But uh, the the key thing with Washington is Juju. If Juju's going to play, the value comes down a little bit. As I mentioned in the article, I still think he's probably a flex play uh, because he's been playing so well and the Steelers aren't in a position uh, to do anything but win. So, um... You know, James Washington, definitely worth a pickup. Zach Pascal, as I mentioned, clearly loses value if they bring Hilton back this week. That seems like a 50-50 shot. Uh, He might lose a teensy bit of value if Paris Campbell comes back, but if he's running with Campbell, he's definitely still gonna get plenty of targets. Um, So, you know, Pascal, somewhat dependent on the news that may break out later today, but as of now, if everything holds, he's probably going to be their number one receiver this week, which makes him a, you know, a solid third receiver for fantasy purposes. Um, You know, I may add some uh, receivers for the final wire. Obviously this is a week where most of the teams are good teams, we're not really looking for deep pieces but you know there are some guys out there we can consider stashing uh some guys who might be worth adding like Randall Cobb maybe Russell Gage although Hooper might come back this week which is gonna sort of piss on his target share um you know Josh Gordon looked good last night for the limited amount of time we saw him maybe not a terrible stash uh Hardman is a must stash because all we need is a Tyreek Hill injury and then he's suddenly a must start Um, So there are definitely some options. I'm gonna go through the ownership rates a second time, see if I missed anything. So we will have a couple more um, wide receivers on the final wire. Um, And by the way, I'm gonna get the final wire um, probably locked up today probably by about, I'm thinking about 6 p.m., um, just for what it's worth. I'm not gonna be working on this thing late into the night, but I will be on Twitter. Again, if you guys have any particular questions, go ahead and ask them. Okay. Was hoping to get this thing in in under 30 minutes. Uh, You know you figure it's late in the season there's not as much to cover but as it turns out there was some stuff to talk about um, and now we got some tight ends and there's more than a couple. Uh First up on the list um, is Mike Gesicki, and the reason he's at the top and again all of these position groups this week it's sort of funny I It hasn't really been like this uh, up until this week, but really you can make arguments for a lot of different players at the top of pretty much all of these position groups. It's really about who fits you best. Um, Gasecki, I think, is the guy to take if you need a tight end to play every week. Gasecki can play every single week the rest of the way. Uh, As I go through his matchups, Jets, Giants, Bengals, perfect. Now, is he awesome? No, he's solid. He's like a fringe tight end, scored last couple weeks, he's getting more targets. As I said, uh, I think it was last week, Gasecki's an eh kind of football player overall. But his routes are good, and his hands are outstanding. This guy makes catches. Um, So, you know, I'm probably going to be starting this guy uh, in one of my leagues, uh, where I'm in the playoffs, um, <laughs> if that makes you feel any better. Um, but, you know, really, uh, his snaps are up, he's getting into the end zone, Fitzpatrick's throwing the ball a ton, these guys can't run. So, uh, really, Gaseki's in a good spot. Uh, Hollister, uh, as I get into, you know, the, the reason, um, you really want Hollister, in my opinion. I mean, you can you can play him every week as a sort of a fringe tight end. I like Gasecki more in that regard. Uh, but with Hollister, week 16, you get the Cardinals, who have been just giving it up. Uh, not like, well, I'm not even going to do it, but they've been giving it up. Um, so you get Arizona with Hollister, week 16. Uh, next guy up, David Njoku. You, um, excuse me. Hollister gets Arizona. Um, uh, week 16 and then the next guy up in Joku gets Arizona week 15. Now in in Joku's case that might be the only week we really want to use him um, but it's huge right I mean he hasn't played yet but he's been practicing for weeks he should be out there this week which will allow us to get a look at him uh, and then we'll have a really good idea about how ready he is uh, to cash in on that uh, amazing matchup. So I love Njoku and Hollister in combination. Like say you're a team that's great except for your tight end and you gotta buy. Boom, you start these two guys, you're set. Um, so, who else? Higby, look, Higby obviously looked great. He was in that Arizona matchup that we love, um, but he looked good the week before, and he's been getting all the playing time and all the tight end targets, and they've been, uh, no, no. they've been targeting the tight ends a little bit more, so that makes it that much better. Obviously, if Everett returns, I don't think he will, because I saw that hyperextension. I thought it looked sort of serious. Um, so, you know, I think there's a good chance that Higby will be running unopposed again this week. Um, so, if none of these other guys are available, Higby could be the best option. Um, you know, really, I would say other than Gusecki, H- Higby's probably the best option this week, assuming he starts. Um, now, the next guy on the list could be a really good play. And it would surprise me if they just shut Olsen down. I don't know, but, you know, it really depends on what Olsen's disposition is. He may be retiring after this season. I think that's about a 50-50 shot. So, it may mean something to him to play these last games. Who knows? Uh, But I think this week it's probably going to be out of his hands because he took a pop uh, and he went into that position, you know, where he was sort of out of it on the field, ruled out quickly. Uh, It's a legitimate concussion. So, I think Ian Thomas is better than 50 50 to start this week, which makes him a nice play. Um, And, you know, as I say, he's really more athletic um, than the guy he's playing behind. I mean, Thomas could come out and have a huge game, uh, so he's definitely worth a look uh, if these other guys are unavailable. Um, and I may add some tight ends to the final wire. You know, Fells is a guy we can consider. Fant is a guy we can consider. Vance McDonald, if he happens to be available in your league, he gets the Cardinals this week. That's pretty nice. Uh, Caden Smith, if none of the Giants make it back, could be an option. Um, you Know and, and that's pretty much it. Um, and that's pretty much it for the waiver wire. Actually, now that you mention it, we did sneak over the 30 minute mark, not including the music. Um, little 70 stuff playing in the background here. Uh, a little Chicago. Uh, you know, just throwing in that you know, throwing it in there because you know what? It's week 14, but it's only the beginning, my friends. And uh, look. I know this podcast is probably going to be the least listened to waiver wire of the year because we lose half of our friends. But believe me when I tell you, we won't be putting in half the effort on Rotobahn this week. We're going to have full-blown lineup rankings coming in on Thursday, as always. All the DFS stuff that I've been doing is going to happen this week. Uh, Updates on Saturday, as always. Jim and I will do a Friday podcast. uh, And then Fantasy Football Hour on Sunday morning. So full week of content coming up. I really hope that a huge percentage of you uh, folks who are listening now will be listening to this same podcast next week. Hopefully a lot of us make the semifinals. Uh, but get out there tonight. Find those players. If your roster's in really good shape and you're not worried, keep looking. Find some of those players who could hurt you if they get onto someone else's roster. Clean them up. Put them on yours. Who knows? Maybe you'll get some injuries and you'll be glad you did. Or you'll play a team that could have used that player and you'll be glad you did. Be proactive. Look at this thing from multiple angles. Let's win some games, man. Let's make week 15. See you guys soon.